This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that focuses on issues that concern your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell, and today we're talking about pediatric fractures with Dr. David Lyons, DO, a pediatric orthopedic surgeon with MidMichigan Health who specializes in both pediatric and adult general orthopedics. Health Dose asked Dr. Lyons to define what is meant by a bone fracture. A fracture is a broken bone. A lot of people get those confused between a fracture and a broken bone, but they're one in the same. There's a wide range of what constitutes a fracture, so it can be anything from a small crack in the bone to a completely displaced fracture, meaning that both ends of that bone have completely separated. So there is a spectrum of fractures, but they're all essentially broken bones. There's closed fractures and open fractures. So a closed fracture is a fracture that's kept within the skin. And an open fracture is one where the bone is sticking out. And that causes a little bit more of a complication. You can have potential infection resulting from that. So those are a little more severe, but there's a spectrum between those two. Sometimes the bone will just poke out just a little bit and it's not as bad. And other times you can have a fracture with a pretty mangled extremity, which could be a very severe issue. What are the most common childhood fractures that you see? We tend to see a lot of fractures around the elbow and forearm. These fractures can happen in all different age groups, from a very young child falling off the monkey bars, all the way through an adolescent falling off their skateboard. Treatment for these injuries can range anywhere from a cast for several weeks to surgery, whether it be a small surgery or something a little more invasive. But a lot of the fractures we see are elbow and forearm. Is it more common to see a fracture of the upper extremity or a lower extremity? I would say we see a fair mix of both. There's several injuries around the elbow and forearm, but we often see a fracture in the lower extremity too such as the femur or ankle. It really depends on the patient's mechanism of injury. If they're playing a sport, especially a contact sport, they may fall or get tackled and try to brace themselves with their arm and unfortunately sustain a break somewhere in the arm. Or perhaps they fall awkwardly on their leg and someone lands on their leg, they may sustain a fracture in their leg. So we see a little bit of both. So doctor, what are the symptoms of a fracture? When parents bring you a child, what are they typically complaining about? One of the biggest complaints or biggest symptoms is pain. If a child is complaining about pain in one of their extremities after some sort of injury, if it's a persistent sort of pain, they're not wanting to use that extremity that much, that can be a a symptom of fracture. You may also see swelling, redness, obvious deformity to that extremity, and those can also be signs of a fracture. So a lot of times when the symptoms aren't terribly severe, parents might give it a little time, which is usually okay. But if a child continues to complain of pain or any of those other symptoms, then they should definitely be evaluated for a fracture. So at what point is it important for parents to seek care for their child? And why would they come to a pediatric orthopedic surgeon as opposed to just getting it x-rayed and casted? Again, if there's any concern on the parent's end, If they witnessed a bad injury, if their child is complaining of severe or persistent pain in the extremity or anywhere else, and they have that concern, they should definitely come in and get evaluated. If they notice swelling, tenderness, or again, obvious deformity, that definitely warrants evaluation. A good reason to see a pediatric orthopedic surgeon is that the fracture might involve something called the growth plate. And that's one of the differences between pediatric and adult patients is that the pediatric patients 
are still growing and their fracture may involve an open growth plate, and that can have different consequences. So as a pediatric orthopedic surgeon, I have specialized training to take care of these injuries and monitor for any long-term consequences. And when we're talking about those growth plates, is that the way children's bones are most different from adult bones? And in what way do you treat those bones differently given the growth plates? The growth plates are definitely one difference but there's a fair amount of differences in their anatomy as well as the bone physiology. We sometimes joke that kids are essentially small adults, but again, that anatomy and physiology is a little bit different. Children are still growing. We factor those growth plates in. They also have tissue around the bone that the adults do also. It's called the periosteum, which is a thick tissue that provides blood supply and nutrition to the bone. In children, the tissue is a little bit thicker, and in some ways it can be more protective but it can also get caught in the fracture site and make it difficult for us to align those fractures. But overall, that tissue is helpful in healing pediatric fractures, but the bones are different and they tend to break differently. So we have to treat some of those injuries differently. You mentioned the monkey bars. What childhood activities are most commonly resulting in fractures in your practice? The uh, biggest culprits are usually trampolines, monkey bars, and then sports, especially contact sports. With trampolines and trampoline parks, we see quite a range of injuries, anywhere from simple sprains to pretty severe fractures. You have to be careful when your kids are out on the trampoline or, like you said, the monkey bars, because we see a lot of young kids falling off the monkey bars, injuring a lot of times the upper extremity, either the elbow or the forearm. Short of wrapping your kid in bubble wrap or maybe suspending them in gelatin, what tips do you have for parents to keep their kids safe? It would be easiest to wrap them in bubble wrap and keep them home and do all that. But we all know that kids are going to be kids that are going to go out, jump on the trampoline. They're going to climb and swing on the monkey bars. Best thing is to be there and help supervise if you see them doing something they probably shouldn't be doing, like jumping off the highest part of the monkey bars or trying to do crazy flips on the trampoline maybe try and stop that. But kids will be kids. They're going to play hard and they might get injured, but we'll be here to help them. In general, when you see fractures in children, do they heal well? Yeah. The nice thing about fractures in pediatric patients is they usually heal really well. This is because they're still growing and they have robust periosteum around their bone that we mentioned, which usually lends itself well to them healing. A lot of times we'll see fractures that look really bad on x-ray. And if it were an adult patient, you'd be cringing. But in the pediatric population, as long as you get it within acceptable parameters of what the bone should look like, it usually heals pretty well. Some parents are really surprised when we show them the x-rays. The bone is completely off one end from the other, and they'll be horrified when they look at it. But when we show it over time as they heal, they develop immature bone called callus, which gets remodeled over time. And so after a period of time, the bone looks essentially normal as if nothing were ever there. So it is very interesting to watch the healing process in pediatric patients. Is it fair to say that pediatric patients heal more quickly or more effectively than adults do? Yeah. A lot of times the fractures in the pediatric population heal up very quick. Not all of the fractures heal as quickly, but a lot of them do. And so the pediatric patients might require a little less immobilization and be able to get back to their activities pretty quickly. And that structure you talked about, the periosteum, explain that for our listeners. What is that? What does it look like? What does it do? So it's just a tissue that surrounds the bone. Again, adults have it too, but in children, it's a little thicker, a little more robust. It provides some scaffolding to the bone, you could say, as well as providing blood supply and nutrition. So you see it in adult and pediatric bones, but it's a structure that helps the bone heal. 
And it's just a little more, you said robust. It's a little bit more pronounced in children. Yeah, just a little bit. So sometimes that can help in certain fractures. It keeps the bone a little better aligned after it's fractured, but it can also get trapped in the fracture site and cause difficulty when we're trying to reduce it. And then sometimes that requires us to perform surgery to get that out of there. What is the tipping point when a patient may need more than just casting? How do you tell whether it's just a matter of set it, cast it, immobilize it, or that it might need something more like a surgery? Case by case, it depends on how bad that fracture is. If it's significantly displaced, like we said, if one end is far off from the other end, or the angulation of the bone is so severe that it may affect the child's function, and we can't correct those with just a simple reduction, then those could be reasons that we go to surgery. But there are several factors, where the fracture is, what type of fracture, all those factors can play into our decision-making process. And when we talk about surgery, are we always talking about putting pins in the bone? No, it dep- again, it kind of depends where the fracture is. So sometimes we can get away with, yeah, putting pins in the bone to help align things and keep it stable. But other fractures, let's say a femur fracture in an adolescent that's a bigger kid, a lot of times we'll have to put a nail in the femur to get that to heal. Whereas if it were an infant with the same femur fracture, we could actually just cast that in something called a spica cast and they would heal just fine. I've often heard it said I would rather break a bone than suffer a sprain because long-term the sprain is never going to be the same, but a bone might heal over time. Do you expect children who've had broken bones to have problems with that site as they get older? Yeah. So to what you're saying about the sprains versus a break, I guess you could say that's true sometimes, but again, that's pretty variable and it depends on where that sprain is and how severe that sprain is. But there are fractures that are pretty bad too. And if you have severe fractures, that can cause a lot of problems in the long run. But in children, most of the time fractures, we can get it corrected and the child will go on without any issues. But there are several different fractures where we, like we said earlier, it might involve the growth plate and it might lead to a rest of the growth plate, meaning that the bone stops growing or perhaps it grows at an angle. And those things might lead to sequela later on. But we can treat a lot of those sequela and we try and prevent that but it's definitely something that we worry about making sure that we treat the child properly at this age so it doesn't affect them when they're older. What's the reason you chose pediatric orthopedics as your field of study? What do you like about working with kids as opposed to working with adults? Well, I work with both pediatric and adult patients, but I do like working with pediatric patients because they are fun to work with. Kids want to get back to being better quickly. They want to get back to their gym class. They want to get back to their sports. So they come in with an injury. Many times we can quickly help them get them healed and then get them back to the stuff that they love. When you see the excitement and you tell them that they can get back to gym, sports, or other activities, that's the rewarding part. And that's why I love this job. Is there ever a concern when you see a patient that you've treated successfully that they may actually re-break that bone at some point in the future? Does it become weaker because it was at one time fractured? It doesn't necessarily become weaker. There are times in the healing process where it is weaker than the surrounding bone and the patient can refracture through that area, but it really depends which bone we're talking about and what kind of injury the patient sustained. One good example is sometimes when a child breaks their forearm or even adolescent breaks their forearm, we'll put plate and screws in there and the fracture will heal up. We'll go in later, take that out. But then after we take those out, there is a period of time where there's a a risk of refracture. So you have to be careful with certain activities. But again, it's pretty variable. It depends 
but I wouldn't say it's weaker. There are certain times where the bone can be weaker, but eventually once it's healed, it's usually as strong as the surrounding bone. You mentioned pediatric patients wanting to get back to sport. Is there ever a time when you would follow up treatment of a fracture with physical therapy and treat it like a sports injury ongoing? Yeah, there's definitely times certain fractures might require a little bit of therapy after. The nice thing in kids is they want to get back to playing and doing their activities. And a lot of times just getting back to those activities, slowly easing into them can be its own therapy. But if we do notice that a child's not progressing with range of motion in an extremity or they're having other difficulties, then yeah, a short period of therapy can definitely help. What kind of resources do you have available to you to treat that long-term? So the role of the surgeon is to monitor the healing, make sure the bony healing is going the way that we're hoping. And then on top of that, the child's function, which is one of the more important things. So if we see that they're limited in function, we can work collaboratively with other teams like physical therapists or our partners at Wellsport to evaluate the child and get them back to the function that they were at prior to the injury or as close as possible. That is MidMichigan Health Pediatric Orthopedic Surgeon, Dr. David Lyons. As an orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Lyons is dedicated to the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of injuries, disorders, and diseases of the musculoskeletal system. This system includes bones, joints, ligaments, muscles, nerves, and tendons. As always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. And for more information on MidMichigan Health's commitment to sports medicine, go to midmichigan.org slash wellsport. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon for another episode of Health Dose.